I'm delighted, I've been lottie dotting Not a lot of thoughts when I ponder from the top Man, these boys, they be potting I trust them like a lot And they told me that I get it Guess what, I got it You should do it too You will never lose If you ever do Must have been a ruse Ricky, that's my dude Stoops are super cool Sharks up in the pool I've been sparking up my tools I've been looking to win Spend a little again I've been for spittle to them My God, I riddled again I told them stop clowning around They said what goes up comes down I said I'm down with the sickness My team stay ill now Come get this I'm just so David and light I stay ready tonight Deep dive, we rise That's the medley, alright David and light David and light Da-da-da, da-da-da Da-da-David and light Welcome to another edition of the Debbie Delight brought to you by expandtheboxscore.com. I am your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, we're going to continue on with our player profiles. Uh, last week, we started in the SEC with the quarterback position. Obviously, we'll follow suit today with the running back position. I'm rather excited to talk about the guy that uh, I got via the Twitter poll. Um, as always, I am joined by my partner here, Stoops. How are you, man? I'm doing great. I'm excited to hear what you have to say and and dive into the guy that I'm going to talk about as well. So we're in the middle of another Debbie auction right now. So a lot of these guys, um, actually both of these guys are on the board already, right? Yep. Or yeah, both of them are on the board. So that'll be fun. Um, see kind of what prices they go for, but now definitely excited to continue diving into the sec and the running back position specifically. Yeah, there's, there's some interesting talent at this position. We talked a little bit last week. I think we talked about it off air, maybe not on air, but the SEC quarterbacks this year is probably the most lackluster has been in a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Even at the top, you really, if you think about it, if you take the mix of Newman, Trask, Mond, that's really your top three on most people's boards, right? But even, and then even if you toss in Mac Jones a little bit there, even if you t- toss in Bo Nix, some of these other guys, they're, that it's not very top heavy at all. Like the thing about it is, is, is is Newman still kind of unproven? Mon has really underwhelmed, and Trask is coming off a strong second half of a season. But none of these guys are sitting there like a Tua. You know what I mean? Like none of the, you know, Costello's obviously in the conversation. But what Costello are we going to get? Are we going to get an injury prone Costello? Like there's so many questions regarding different things and different aspects. And but the running back position, it's rather loaded. I like that chart that you uh, posted. Did you still have that up? Um, it was amazing to see kind of what you have put together wise whenever it comes to the SEC running or running backs as a collective whole. And some of the numbers were rather insane once you combine them together. I mean, obviously, if you go right off the top, you have um, you have Najee Harris. You know what I mean? One guy that we've covered several times on this podcast, but. Give me some of those details that you, you you tweeted out there. So you're talking about the the scrimmage or the, the yeah, total yards one? Yeah. Yeah. So Kylan Hill, um, number one, basically in total yards, um, which I actually – so again, during the season, I'm not necessarily dissecting it, diving that in depth to, to really see who's ranked in. I just kind of look at what their raw numbers are. So yeah. I was kind of surprised to see that he was number one in total yards because um, really? he did it very quietly, to be honest with you. Um, Najee Harris, number two, um, in total yards, Rakeem Boyd, number three. Um, and these are returning guys. So these are obviously like Clyde's not in there. Like these are, 
these are guys that are coming back this year. So Rakeem was number three, Isaiah Spiller, number four, and then um, AJ Rose um, on the site and, and other places. I guess it's a, a sim. I'm not sure how you say, it, but Twitter, he has AJ Rose um, from Kentucky. He was number five. So he's one that I, th- I watched a little bit of film on him because I, I hadn't really dived too in depth on him. And he's, uh, He's a little sneaky, sneaky guy that, that could definitely in a deep Debbie league could fly, fly under the radar. So um, definitely check out AJ Rose from Kentucky. But yeah, those are the top five in total yards. And that's just one thing, you know, and, and kind of to, to go on a small tangent, like you've kind of done your, your QB, you know, um, profile, the, the Valero verdict, stuff like that. So I kind of wanted to work on some graphics and just kind of put out basic stats, right. That are easy for people to see. And it gets, I mean, those four the top four names those are guys everyone's been talking about in some fashion but with aj rose like you know yeah okay if if you're in kentucky if you're a fan like you're probably talking about him but outside of that you're not going to hear much about him so it's just cool stuff like that you know it's a quick easy look like oh okay oh kylan hill jot that down and you know what i mean so yeah um i've put out some other stuff as well more stuff will be coming out too but now it's it's just a lot of fun to to put stuff like that and i've obviously been loving the graphics aspect just kind of diving deeper but yeah, it was just fun to look at the top five in total yards. And I put out another one for NCAA with uh, red zone targets for receivers, yep. red zone rushes for running backs, like in yep. their touchdowns. And, you know, it was interesting to see um, the receiver from North Texas. He had, I think it was 19 red zone targets at nine touchdowns. He's 5'9", yep. you know. Alan so Darden, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just a lot of fun to put stuff out like that. And I know this is kind of getting off topic as well. Obviously, we're talking about the running back position. But for me personally, I've starting to realize that you don't have to be six five anymore to mm-hmm. be a, a red zone threat, right? Uh, you know, maybe it doesn't translate as much. I would like to see what the translation transition transition into the NFL would be. Whatever I'm trying to say, I would like to see what that is converted to the NFL. Maybe it's just a small receiver, a uh, red zone type thing in the in the uh, in the college aspect of things. But it is interesting. Like I, I pulled that up for like top five running back red zone rushing attempts. You had tweeted out Najee Harris had the 54 in the red zone, which kind of just really blew my mind. That's a lot of touches. But that was fifth, right? That was fifth. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Chuba Abbey had 56. Um, but Jarrett Patterson was number one with 76 red zone rushes, and he converted that to 15 touchdowns. My, um, I just – stuff like that kind of blows my mind to see that they were in the red zone that much yep. to get 76 – he had 20 more than Najee Harris. You know what I'm saying? So stuff like that is some stuff that Stoops is is cooking up. I've loved it. He's helped me out with some of my stuff for the Coast to Coast Scouting. And, and, and the graphics are insane. Like what you're doing and how fast you're doing it now is really, really awesome. So head on over to Stoops' Twitter and check it out. I mean, that's Stoops1990. He's pumping up some good stuff, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, enough talking about Stoops and how great he is, and let's let's talk about these running backs. Um, for me this week, I am going to talk about Kylan Hill. Um, he won the Twitter poll that we put out there. It was him, Eric Gray, and uh, Jaron Ely at a poll miss, and Hill won with 53% of the votes. But before I take some talk about Hill, who are you going to talk about, sir? I am going to talk about Mr. Rakeem Boyd out of Arkansas currently. Um, he was an original commit to A&M. Um, obviously, I was very pumped about that. But um, academic reasons, obviously, they did not go in depth per se. But um, he then transferred to Independence Community College, where he became much more famous um, through the, oh my goodness, um, Last Chance You on Netflix. Definitely, he he absolutely dominated his season there. He had, um, at Independence, 
in that season, he had 1,211 rushing yards and 14 touchdowns. And obviously, community college, right? Whenever you're a top talent, you're going to stand out above the rest. But in that conference or the game that the colleges that they play, like that's the one, right? That's that's where the top community college football programs are. So he was playing against other guys who did go D1, right? So to still put up those types of numbers um, at a community college is pretty phenomenal. That was in 10 games. Um then he went to Arkansas, right? So he came back into the the, the SEC. So he um, definitely continued his production there, albeit not not quite at a level that he did at the community college. But he's still, man, I, I love Rakeem Boyd. I think he's an absolute phenomenal talent. I don't think he's talked about enough. Um, he's a very physical runner. He's got some good speed. He's able to catch the ball. It's just Arkansas is never, well, I say never, um, not in a while, right? I know whenever, what was it, Felix Jones? And yeah. like, um, oh my God, uh, McFadden, whenever they, like they would, they would dump it off to the running backs a little bit more, but it just kind of seems obviously coaching changes, you know, change things like that. But overall, he's definitely able to do it in the passing game. So um, love seeing that. But whenever you look at the red zone production, we just talked about it, right? He honestly, in 2019, um, they didn't use him too, too much inside the red zone. And again, I did not go in depth to say, well, did they have, 80 plays in the red zone that's why or was it just they go a different direction i'll be honest i didn't go that in depth with it but he had 11 rush attempts 40 yards but he had three touchdowns on those 11 rushing attempts so it's definitely something i like to see converted on that only had two targets did have one reception for three yards so um a little bit light there but again he's he's not used as heavily in the the passing game so i'd love to see production um come out of that this season um new head coach coming in and i'll get into to that a little bit later i found i don't want to say it's interesting stuff but kind of interesting stuff. So we'll get into that later. But whenever you look at his touches by yards, um, he did have 18 plays that went for negative yards. That's one of the higher numbers that I have seen. Um, albeit the offensive line there did have some issues. Um, it, it's one of those where that just, it doesn't help the running back. It doesn't help the quarterback. It just kind of, you know, I don't want to say ruins the the rhythm of the offense, but essentially it can definitely, definitely push things back. So Big thing though, zero to three yards. He had 77 touches. That was 37.9% of his total touches that went for zero to three, which doesn't sound like a lot, but at the same time, it's like if you can get those three yards, it at least shortens that second down mark or third down mark, makes it a little bit more manageable. So it's something you like to see there, but obviously bigger yards, obviously, are what you want to see too. Um, he had 54 touches go for eight yards or more. That's 26.6 of his touches. So that's definitely a number I love seeing there. 10 plays went for 21 yards or more. That was only 4.9. So he's definitely not a big play threat per se, but he's able to do it. If you watch some of his film, he does have those big plays and he's able to make people miss. And he, like I said, he's not afraid of contact, right? He's going to run into you. He's going to run you over. Um, very physical back. I love seeing that. So looking at his stats from last season, he did have some big games. And I, I looked at it in the sense of um, Arkansas schedule wasn't very... Uh, heavy on the top top talent obviously once you get into the sec they did start playing some some top talent but outside of that little bit um a little bit on the lighter side but um actually gonna jump back to 2018 real quick when they played alabama he had a phenomenal game 15 rush attempts for 102 yards no rushing touchdown but he had five targets and he caught all five passes for 26 yards um against ole miss that same year seven rush attempts for 109 yards and a rushing touchdown. Two targets caught both those passes for 36 yards as well. So move to 2019 against Kentucky, right? 15 rush attempts again, 134 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. Had one target, didn't catch it though. 
um, against Western 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 Kentucky. Um, again, lower talent, but eight rush attempts, 185 yards, and two rushing touchdowns. One target didn't catch it. But again, so against top talent, right? He put up some numbers. They gave him the ball um, at a, a decent amount. Obviously, it wasn't anything um, of an overload or anything, but um, I'd love to see him get the ball a little bit more than 15 times and let's see what he can do with it, um, which I think is something that we will see this season. I think he'll he'll see more touches on the ground um, given the, the coaching change, so I'm excited to see that. But the fact that even against Western Kentucky, who, again, is not necessarily an SEC caliber program, but to only have eight attempts and go for 185 yards, that's phenomenal. That's, that's what you want to see, right? We always say that with quarterbacks, receivers, running. It doesn't matter what position. When you play lesser competition, we want to see you perform on that type of level. So the fact that he did it just speaks volumes um, to me. We kind of touched base on it before we started um, – or we were recording, I'm sorry, before we started diving into this. Um, as far as like the 2019 SEC running back leaders, three of the top seven – are now in the NFL. That's Clyde, DeAndre Swift, and Keyshawn Vaughn. So they're gone. So right. Kylan Hill, number one. Najee, number two. We already said that. Rakeem Boyd, though, number three last year in total yards. He had 1,293 total yards, 19 receptions, 160 receiving yards, 184 rush attempts for 1,133 rushing yards and eight touchdowns. So those are numbers I would love to see increase this year, and I think it can. Um, and reason I say that, so Sam Pittman, new head coach, right, coming into Arkansas. He's been around for quite a while. He got his first outside of like high school or anything, but he got his first um, coaching stint. It was actually at Hutchinson Community College in 1991. So he's definitely been in the coaching game for a while. And the phenomenal thing that I, 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 I found out, he has been an offensive line coach everywhere he's gone, right? He has had a part of that offensive line everywhere. That's, I mean, 1991 to now. That's a lot of experience on the offensive line, and you learn things every single year. So I am very excited to see what he can do with that offensive line. Now, again, it's year one, right? How much how much can he do? A lot of these recruits aren't his guys. He does have some coming in, obviously, but at the same time, most of them aren't going to be his, especially the previous regime that's already been there. But that being said, he's a coach, right? He's still going to coach these guys up. He's going to tell, teach them what he knows. And I'm excited to see what he does there. So I went a little bit deeper. He was an assistant head coach at one, two, three, five different programs. So just real quick, I'm going to jump through these. And these are numbers that I got from the starting running backs. Western Michigan in 1999, 221 rush attempts for just over 1,100 yards, eight rushing touchdowns, 21 receptions, 145 yards. Definitely something I like to see there. A lot of rush attempts, which is why I think this year he's going he's gonna to really see a jump in that. Northern Illinois, 2003, I'm sorry, 2003, 310 rush attempts, over 1,600 rushing yards, 14 touchdowns rushing, 230 receiving yards as well for that running back. North Carolina, take a little bit of dip there, 2007, 95 rush attempts, 399, but there was a split there. There was another running back, I think he had 90 um, rush attempts for about 300 yards. So if you combine that together, that's what, 180 some odd, 185 um, rush attempts. You go to Arkansas, 2013. 190 rushing uh, rushing attempts from the starter, 1,000-plus uh, rushing yards, four rushing touchdowns. And even the second-string guy, 150 rush attempts for 900 yards and four rushing touchdowns. Then you move to Georgia. This is where he really, really, really started to make a, a big-time name for himself. He was an assistant head coach there in 2016 and obviously the offensive line coach. This is when he had Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle. 
So Nick Chubb, 224 rush attempts, um, 1,130 rushing yards, eight rushing touchdowns. Sony Michelle, 152 rush attempts, 840 rushing yards for four rushing touchdowns. I say all of those numbers to kind of feed off of what he's already done. Rakeem Boyd's already done. So 2018, he had 123 rush attempts and last year, 184. I'd be shocked if he doesn't top 200 rush attempts this season. I think he's going to be closer to 210, 220 range, um, potentially more, but I definitely would be shocked if he's not over 200 rush attempts this season. So I think the yards are going to increase on the the ground. I think he's going to see more rush attempts, probably even go into the double digits. And I just hope to see more um, of the pass catching ability because it's just going to, I don't want to say it's going to guarantee him on the field at the next level because there's a lot more that goes into it than just that. But I think it helps create that mindset that he can do it. And I know he can, but if the numbers aren't there, a lot of people are going to be like, well, you know, can he do it on a consistent basis type thing? The concern that I see though um, is with um, Felipe Franks at quarterback there. And reason I say that um, is because of the pass catching game. When you look at the running backs that Felipe Franks has had, they've been phenomenal talents. But when you look at it, the, the one, two, three, four, five, the five or six that I've got listed here, uh, running backs that were under him, 13 targets, six targets, three targets, zero targets, zero targets. He doesn't seem to target the, the running backs out of the backfield too terribly much. Now, again, coaching schemes, playing style, right? It may not fit necessarily when you look into that. So I hope that, you know, Felipe Franks can work on that. Um, and I hope that they, they do bring that into the offense here, but I think Rakeem Boyd's, you know, set up for a phenomenal season. He's already got two years, um, technically three, if you want to call it A&M, but he didn't really do much there at all. Um, so two years in the SEC going into his third, I think this is going to be his year. I think he's going to really prove what he can do. Like I said, over 200 rush attempts, probably closer to 210 plus, um, potentially even, you know, 12, 1300 rushing yards, double digit touchdowns. Hopefully we see an increase in passing game. Um, but I think with, with Sam Pittman coming in, I think the offensive line is going to see a big boost, and I think that's going to be phenomenal for him and the team as a whole, right? They've got other guys on the field that can definitely get it done. But I would expect you know some, some big things from Rakeem Boyd this season, just kind of continue to build on what he's done previously. Um, had a long road, right? Whenever you go to community college, it's kind of – I guess you, it's kind of a, it's kind of a bump in the road, but it's also a a, a definitely um, humbling experience in a sense because you're given that chance, right? You're given again last chance, you right? You're given that opportunity to prove yourself, your worth, get things straight, grades wise, whatever it is. And he did that, and he's continued to do it. So definitely excited to see what Rake- or what Rakeem Boyd is going to do this year in the SEC. I think the funny thing about this is is the transition into my guy is similar to the stature of well first off obviously it's kylan hill out of mississippi state but the but my guy the way i'm going to talk about him is almost identical to the way you talked about him but mine's going to be on the verbiage of pass catching you know what i mean both have new head coaches both have something to prove this year um and a lot of the stats i took were based off of some of mike leach's previous um past running backs as a collective whole right so Kylan Hill, 5'11", 215, four-star recruit, 14th ranked running back in his class. So last year, end of last year, he declared for the NFL draft. He initially did. And then he changed his mind. And then, of course, he went back. Now, I think one of the key reasons why he came back was is there was a lot of talent that was still up in the air of whether or not they were going to come back or not, right? So for me personally, it was it was not not a bad thing for him to come back or anything like that. So for me personally, 
I like his decision to come back because look, he came back to Mike Leach's offense, which is a high potent offense. Okay. 2019 for he 86 catches. Okay. This is just the top running back, just the lead running back. There was, there's other catch uh, running backs had 20, 30 catches on the team. Okay. James Williams, 2018, 83 catches. And I do believe uh, Borhe had like 40 or 50 as well that year. 2017, James Williams, 71 catches. Um, you're starting to see a theme, right? Okay, Kylan Hill. They will tell you maybe this guy can't catch the ball out of the backfield. Maybe this is what – you know what I mean? They will say that. But I promise you, even with only his 44 catches in his career, he is capable of catching the ball. He is a three-down back, and I truly believe that he can transition himself into being an easy slam-dunk top three running back in this class with a big year. This offense is going to be potent. Okay, He shows the ability to catch the ball out of the backfield, but he also can line up wide. He is, you know, for a guy that's 5'11", he does not play for 5'11". He does not. He's a big, strong back. 215, I would say he's maybe close to 220, 225 at some point because the guy just tramples over. He's like a pinball. You know what I mean? He comes out of the backfield, he's a pinball. Another thing that's interesting, you were talking about how Rakeem Boy had these negative plays, right? So I'm listening to you, and I'm like, man, you were like, that is a lot. And then I say, I look at my stats, and I'm like, Kylan Hill had 25 plays oh, for negative man. yards last year. 25, okay? But I'm going to make it even worse, Okay. He had 151 plays from zero to three yards, okay? So 48% of his touches last year went for, for three or less yards, which is insane. First off, let me explain something to you. That's what a bell cow back does, right? You're not going to get a consistent um, eight, nine, ten yards every single time you touch the ball. These guys are also playing in the SEC. You know what I mean? They're playing next-level talent. We all know what the SEC does and has in the NCAA. Yes, there's talent elsewhere. I'm not saying that. But when the competition is heavy, they're playing each other. It is very hard. Right. But I will say this. 25% of his touches last year went for eight-plus yards. Okay? So he has the capability of breaking out. So there's one of the things I was reading in an article. When you start watching him play and you read it, there was questions around his size and when he can be a bell cow, right? So let me just go ahead and throw that out the window as well. 242 touches last year, 1,350 yards, and 10 touchdowns. Average 5.6 yards a carry. Averaging 5.6 yards a carry with 48% of your rushes going for less than three yards showcases to me, and, and hopefully to you guys, how good of a back he really can be right? That means 52% obviously went for more than three yards, but he's still averaging 5.6 yards a clip on 242 carries is really hard. Yes. All right. So eight, eight games over hundred yards, even two, three touchdown games. He sees the field. Well, I like his vision. So there's a few plays when you're watching him, you kind of get mad, right? He, he runs right into a gaping, just a, a clan of, of guys, but then out of nowhere, you see Kylan Hill take off for 10 yards. And you're like, how? Why? This is not a running back you're going to arm tackle, right? You would swear the way that Kylan Hill runs the football is you're watching Najee Harris sometimes. You know what I mean? That's how impressive it is to me to watch him run the football because he is bouncing off guys. He's taking 10, 15 yards down the play. He made a couple. I watched this one play before I came on. I think this was 2018 against, I think it was against Alabama as well. He made the Alabama guys just look stupid. 
He they went to tackle him, and I'm telling you, there is three Alabama guys getting ready to tackle this guy. He bounces it outside, runs for another 15, 20 yards. But the big thing for me is this: he's got the ability. Uh, he will grind for the additional yards, which is something. He's beefy. You know what I mean? He's beefy. I like. I don't know what it was about that word, but I wrote it down, and I was like, you know what? Kylan Hill is beefy, and and he's so hard to bring down. I think that he's going to showcase himself. The thing about it is, is he's probably not going to rush the ball 240 times this year. I, I doubt he touches the ball. I think I saw Borges stats last year. He had like 175. James Wynn the year before that had like 142. It's it's never been above 200 carries in Mike Leach's offense. We all know Mike Leach loves, likes to throw the football. You're looking at 600, I think 650 some attempts last year from Anthony Corden. This year is going to be the year to focus in and hone in on Hill's pass catching st- uh, ability, which I think will elevate him to the next level because he's already proven in 2019 he could be the bell cow back okay 44 catches in three years is not a lot right we talked about that a lot of times and we're we're excited we want to see more three down ability he reminds me of coming back of like a Keyshawn Vaughn obviously Vaughn did not come back into a favorable offense you know what I mean he still came back but what he did was he worked on his pass catching ability and now look he I think he approved upon his his uh, stock, and of course he played for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know what I mean? His draft stock went up a little bit because he was able to pass catch, and he's a good and he's a good um, he's a good pass blocker as well, right? So if Hill can improve upon him being a good pass blocker, and then if he can improve upon his catching ability, which I think that he's already showcased he's able to do it, he's going to improve his 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 stock a lot. Okay, it, it, to me, it's the the trend of the running back position. You have a guy. That is six three six four, right? And, and, and Najee Harris, right? You know what I mean? A monster of a back. But you also have a guy like Kyle Hill who can do some of the same things he can. Obviously, not not on the same level, guys. Calm down, okay? But he's a big, beefy back that can hit the holes very hard. I truly think that Kyle and Hill has potential to be a good four or five year starter in the NFL because that's really all running backs get to do. But the thing about it is, is he's going to be drafted rather high. And if you're sitting right now with a Boyd and a Hill, if you're sitting inside a Debbie draft or if you're sitting inside a Debbie auction, these are two running backs that I think are key into targeting because you're going to get a lot of volume out of these guys in the coming year. I I think that with Arkansas and Felipe Franks, he's going to be transitioning into a new offense, right? So he's going to be transitioning from Florida into Arkansas. So it's going to be a part question of what he can do. So what are they going to do probably in Arkansas this year? They're going to rely on that run game, right? You know what I mean? And then, of course, this year, Leach is coming in. He's going to rely on his quarterback, who is a very experienced quarterback in KJ Costello. Okay? And they're going to get the ball to the running back because that's what he does. We're going to throw the ball 50 times a game. So you got to dump some targets off to these running backs. And Kylan Hill is phenomenal talent. I love his ability. I think that this core group and just the SEC, right, just the SEC, Najee, Boyd, Hill, insane talent amongst just these three guys in the sec it's going to be exciting to watch um a game of one up you know what i mean these guys are competing for obviously you have etn you have chuba you have these other guys but conference wise the sec is a step ahead of the class again this year but this time in the running back position stoops yeah i agree um obviously being the AM fan i am i'm excited to see what like isaiah spiller does yeah, spiller, yeah exactly spiller um, too, yeah and he had a phenomenal freshman season but it was even he didn't even really start to see big time workload until probably week three or four yeah. um that's whenever he really started to to step into that lead role and, and be the guy you know but even again as i said aj rose out of kentucky he's another guy that i'm gonna 
definitely want to pay a little bit closer attention to, and I'll be, I'm guilty of it. I hadn't, you know, heard much about him. I hadn't talked much about him, but, you know, diving in a little bit bigger or a little bit deeper and seeing those numbers, excited to see that. Um, Lingard right over at, over at, um, Florida now. See yep. what he's able to do in the backfield there. He's a five-star prospect. That's what I'm saying. So you know, it, it, he was a five-star prospect. So it's it's definitely going to be intriguing to see kind of what he does um, in that offense. I think that offense mm-hmm. is going to be good. I mean, we're both huge and big on trash. So it, yeah. it's going to be interesting to watch him in that offense. Yeah, and then even um, you know Jerion Ely and you know John Emmer. I mean, it, the, the list. I mean, those are younger guys that aren't necessarily going to be you know draft eligible per se. But Zamir White, Zamir White. I mean, it's just the list is going on, right? And then yeah. the biggest thing is, and, and I'm guilty of this, I stopped talking about him, but Trey Sanders out of Alabama, he um injured last year. He He's the one that came out and basically said that um he was predicting a Heisman-type season last year, and then unfortunately he went down with the injury. But that type of confidence, right? So him, Najee Harris and Trey Sanders in that backfield, I think is going to be just – is just going to be scary. Um. Man, like you said, the running back talent. Again, some draft eligible, some dra- not draft eligible. But cool thing about Debbie is uh, that makes no difference. Exactly. Um, you're able to get them. So it's, man, obviously I am more biased about it than others. And I'm guilty of that, you know, being in the SEC. But I just pay more attention to it. I look a little bit deeper into it. So, um, and when you look at the NFL draft, the SEC produces talent. It's just, it's, you can't, you can't overlook that, right? So a lot of talent around the the conference, not just at the running back, but it's pretty deep there. Um, love seeing that. And I'm just, I'm excited to see good news. Um, I think it was what June 1st yeah. um, that the SEC has said uh, that it's, it's allowing the schools um, or, or athletes to come for voluntary workouts. Yep. So they don't have to go, um, but it's a sign. Right, it is AJ a Kinsella. sign that we're getting AJ back. Kinsella, get you in, yeah. get, get into Mississippi State, please. I need you to prove all these haters wrong. Uh, yeah. I'm excited. You know what I mean? Because the thing about it is the problem, the, the downside of of a guy like Lingard, a downside of a guy like Franks, a downside of a guy like Costello and Newman. They're coming into new offenses, right? Mm-hmm. This might not work out in their favor, but at the same time, they could use this small time to really hone in on their skills if they've worked and focused on some of the stuff that they needed to on this offseason. They could really come out here and showcase where some of these other guys might take a step back because they weren't in this. It's going to be interesting to see how some of these offenses are handled with some of the newer talent. You know what I mean? I think this is going to be a is not going to be a high year for the freshman talents of the league because, yeah, they might have the talent, but they don't know that offense yet. You know what I mean? They're, they missed an entire spring practice games. You know what I mean? There's a lot of time being lost right now. June 1st is right on the corner. Football season starts at the end of August. You know what I'm saying? Like college football season's not even end August. It's like the second week of August, right? So, you know, it's 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 right around the corner. And I want football. I don't care if there's a 1,000 people in the stands. I don't care if there's 100,000. I don't care if there's just Stoops and I in the stands. I don't really care. I just want some football, guys. Yeah, I think for these freshmen, one of two things is going to happen. We're either going to see kind of across the board just mediocre seasons, right? Yeah. Or what we're going to see are these these talents where it's just their athletic ability is what's carrying them this year. Obviously, you've still got to understand the offense. You've got to have sure. the chemistry. But at the same time, like if a quarterback can give you give the receiver the ball on a five-yard slant, right, and let the athletic ability – 
take over for that receiver. I agree. That's where I think we could see it, you know, and there's just a lot of talent. This is just across the board. This is not just SEC, right? There's five stars, some four star, three star guys that we're going to find out, you know, that their athletic ability is just going to carry them to where they have a, let's just call it, if they would have had a 700 yard receiving season, you know, with a full prep or whatever, maybe their athletic ability takes them out to 850. I don't know. Those are just numbers I'm throwing out, but I think we're going to see. The athletic ability of a lot of these top guys, even some of those, you know, four star, three star guys um, that are going to carry them up and, and potentially give them more stats. And you got to think about it too is obviously this is true for all incoming freshmen, but like the defenses, like they don't have time to prep for these guys' abilities, right? They, oh. they don't see them even on a practice field because those spring games, right? All these colleges have their spring games, yep. but they're not doing that. So those are times where, you know, the SEC opponents, ACC, um, uh, Big Ten, whatever are able to watch those games and at least get a little bit of feel for what these receivers, running backs, quarterbacks are able to do. They don't even have that. So it's kind of like everyone's at least, I guess you could say on the, on a level playing field with it. Right. Um, now, aside from some of these conferences saying, Hey, you can go back and practice if you want kind of thing. And some not saying anything. So there's a little bit difference there, but it's, it's going to be a very interesting season and I, I'm guilty of it too, but I got to temper my expectations, you know, for some of these incoming freshmen that I thought were just going to absolutely dominate it. Um, I think if anything, we're going to see the running back, the, the freshman running backs come in, and I think they're going to have better numbers than what we would have expected as opposed to the receivers. I think that the receivers, tight ends, they'll probably struggle a little bit more because it is it's such a timing game, you know. But with a running back, it's get the offensive line, oh, offensive lineman block, running backs find the hole, and you go right. Exactly. So it, it's it's going to be interesting to see, but um, I'm just glad that they're they're taking steps. You know, we're getting there. I, I I'd be shocked if we don't have a season in some fashion. Is it a full season? I, I don't know that yet. Right. Um, but it seems as if we're going to have some form of a season. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I was looking at the opening schedule. Obviously the 29th is when the season starts, but that, that September 5th, there's some good games lined up. U USC, Alabama, and Texas. You have West Virginia versus Florida state. You know what I mean? Georgia. Uh, you know, you've got some big time games. Ole Miss Baylor. Um, there's some big time games that are going to be interesting to kind of watch kind of go down. And then of course you have the Monday night game, you got Virginia, uh, versus Georgia, uh, playing that Monday night game before the football NFL season starts. So, you know, there's a lot of big time games that USC Alabama game. Whew, talk about a football game right mm -hmm. there. I'll tell you what, we're going to really showcase how good my boy is whenever he goes out there and dices up Alabama, but that's a different conversation <laughs> for a different day guys. Um, all right, folks, thanks for listening again. Obviously thanks for the listeners consistent, and and the love that has been pouring out for our show on Twitter these last you know week two three weeks has been amazing. I am blown away consistently by the kind words of every single person. And deep down, Stoops and I we literally talk about it off the air a lot, and we're just we're we send screenshots, right? Oh my god, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It, it's really cool, and it's just like two guys having a blast talking football, but at the same time trying to understand and help you understand the game and understand the Devi aspect of the world as well. So. Make sure to follow Stoops on Twitter at Stoops1990. Give myself a follow at Ricky Valera underscore. Give the show a follow at the Debbie Delight. Head on over to the expandtheboxscore.com. Guys, the in-depth tools for this website are insane. You know what I mean? Well, how else would we have been able to pull out 48% of, you know, Kylan Hill's stats of, of zero to three yards that went for zero to three yards or less? You know what I'm saying? How else would we have been able to do that? And so that's expandtheboxscore.com. Follow them on Twitter at XTBboxscore. If you want to join us, we're going to have another mock draft on Monday. We've been having a blast. We actually filled up this past week. I actually mm -hmm. had two people hit me up afterwards, say they tried to join after it was filled up. So 
folks, these are we're having a blast with these, but people are joining them. I'm excited about it. It's a lot more fun, obviously, when it's full, especially when we can have the chat going on at the same time and people are talking to us. So thank you so much again for tuning in. And until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. See y'all later. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.